Hey y'all, and welcome to the Anxious A Girl podcast, the podcast for the girls who know their word and know who they are but just can't seem to control their anxiety. I am your host, Akira Horn. I'm going to be teaching you how to manage your anxiety through nutrition and lifestyle tips. So if you want to learn how to be more confident, more intuitive, and more authentic, and just how to be that bitch, take notes and stay tuned. Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Anxious It Girl podcast. We are here for episode 16 because the year is coming to a close. And if 2023 was your worst year ever, trust me when I tell you guys, you are not alone. And I wanted to go through this because I put worse in quotation marks because worse meaning in reality, technically the best because it's preparing us or preparing it prepared me for the next year which is going to be the best year of my life I already claimed it I already know that's going to be the best year of my life because there is no way in hell that I experienced all of this shit this year for next year to not be amazing and so of course I'm very grateful for this year even though it was technically the worst year of my life And you should also be grateful as well for this year if it was also the worst year of your life because everything that has happened to you that was bad, traumatic, depressing, has taught you something regardless of whether you see it or not. It's up to you to see the brighter light or the end of the tunnel in the situation. So I'm going to go through why this year was the worst year of my life and what it has taught me. So the first thing, starting off the year in January 2023, I was studying for my dietetic exam and I was studying for this exam for months and I was having the worst anxiety of my life. I was studying every single day. I was incorporating studying into every single thing possible. So I was studying while I was at the gym. I was studying while taking a walk, while in the shower, while driving. I was studying for hours through podcasts, through YouTube videos, through doing quizzes and tests and a whole bunch of stuff and reading and I had a whole entire binder filled with notes because a lot of the things I had to study for my dietitian exam I did not I did not learn in undergrad nor did I learn in my internship which is my residency um so I was studying my ass off because one the exam was very expensive to take it was like almost $400 so I was not trying to pay that more than once and two I do not like standardized test so I wanted it to be a one and done because I just if I take that shit again I don't know what I would have done but I was studying my ass off and that was giving me extreme anxiety but obviously I passed there was no way I was not going to pass with how much I was fucking studying for this exam and not even just that leading up to the exam I was studying for like 12 hours a day like I was not fucking around I literally was putting my all into studying for this exam I was not going anywhere I wasn't hanging out with anybody the only person I was hanging out with was my boyfriend at the time and I would be studying while I was at his house so I was just constantly studying and I was so stressed and on top of that my relationship at that time was an anxious avoidant relationship so not only was I feeling stressed from my exam I was feeling stressed from that relationship also and it got to the point where I was constantly having anxiety stomach aches and just feeling sick all the time so then eventually we broke up and that broke up is what led to my whole entire healing journey because although he was a very kind and amazing person genuinely I was tired of attracting the same type of partners which were all either avoidant or just emotionally unavailable which is technically avoidant. 
So it led me to my whole healing journey, which was a benefit of the breakup, the benefit of the exam anxiety is that I ended up passing the exam. And the breakup also led to a whole like domino effect of other events that took place in my life that also ended up being bad from the external view, but ended up being good for me. So the breakup, well, just being in that relationship in general led me to being in therapy. And I've been in therapy for about a year now, which is a a great perk or benefit to that breakup. It also led me to finding my niche in my business, which I chose to do anxiety because of the fact that I've always dealt with anxiety and the breakup and the test with the anxiety I was dealing with those two things made me think maybe I should focus on anxiety to help other people as well. The breakup also led me to listening to podcasts, which helped me on my healing journey. And then I ended up creating my own podcast, which has been amazing for me and my business and reaching other people and helping other people. My breakup also led me to, I don't know. Well, there's not that I don't know, but there's just been a bunch of things like just my whole self-love journey in general and being celibate and just this journey in general, this breakup is what led me to it because if it wasn't for the breakup, I'd still be in the same situation that I was several months ago and I would have made zero progress in my life. (laughs) After the breakup, I ended up getting a new job, which at the time I thought was really good for me, which it was because I went from working in geriatrics to pediatrics so I got some pediatric experience which is good because now I'm able to treat pediatric patients but this job was a 1099 which means that it was a contract position so I was not getting paid hourly like a regular w-2 worker would I was getting paid based on the hours that they provided me with and if I was not working outside of those hours I was not getting paid so my hours were based off the contracts I had with the schools I was working for because I was working in preschools and the job was also in the city. So from central Jersey to the city, the commute is around $32 round trip. Doing this four times a week was around $120 a week. 120 times four is around $480 for the month. And depending on if I worked more or less, I was paying up to almost $600 a month alone in transportation fees. And on top of that, the job itself was not providing me with enough hours to sustain that on top of my bills. And this job led me into a downward spiral of financial insecurity, which basically set the tone for the rest of my year because after that, I was just dealing with financial insecurity for the rest of the year literally so I ended up having to quit that job after two months and that job itself had me very depressed because I was very financially insecure throughout the whole summer I wasn't really able to do anything I wasn't really able to go anywhere and at that time I wasn't really knowledgeable on changing my money mindset So I didn't know about having a positive relationship with money. I didn't know about money manifestation. I don't know about any of these things. So money was just controlling my life. And I was just extremely depressed over it because I felt I couldn't do anything if I wasn't financially secure enough and didn't have the money to do so. And on top of that, I've been in a debt settlement with my student loan company. And for those who do not 
do not know what that is, it's basically when you work with a certified student loan counselor and you have to default on your loans, meaning you have to stop paying them completely and just um, allow your loans to be delinquent so that the student loan counselor can go in on your behalf and negotiate with your student loan company in order to cut your loans in half. So there's a lot of pros and cons to this. I'm not going to go into that because I'm not a student loan counselor. You can look that up on your own. But this was holding a lot of financial insecurity and stress over my head because I had the responsibility of saving up as much money as possible because at any time he could call me and be like, all right, they're ready to settle. They want you to pay this mu- this amount of money right now. And if I didn't have that, that could put not only myself at risk for legal um legal consequences but also my family as well being that my mom is a co-signer on my loans so you can only imagine the amount of pressure that was on my back to save money and I wasn't able to save money because I had a job that was not providing me with enough hours to do so and I was paying basically 500 to 600 dollars a month in transportation fees so this was also making me very depressed and stressed out and then the post breakup effects were also making me very depressed and stressed out because this was my first relationship in six years and over the course of six years I've only been sexually active I have not ever formed a real intimate bond or relationship with any other man besides the boyfriend that I previously just had and I was dealing with a lot of wounded masculine men toxic men men just who were not shit and just kept leaving me with trauma and draining my energy. And this is my first relationship that I had in literally six years. And so this was legit the first real connection that I felt with a guy in literally six years. So of course, with my history with having an anxious attachment style, I was really, really, really attached to him. And just having that bond and that relationship and finally feeling like I finally found someone that liked me for who I was and that was just being a boyfriend to me, I was, I felt really happy. And this can just show you guys the, the amount of low self-esteem that I had because I finally felt relieved that I had a boyfriend because to me at the time I was like, wow, finally a guy chose me and this is not the mentality that you should have or anyone should have because it's your life. It should be, wow, you chose someone that was good for you and not a guy choosing you that makes you feel worthy. And so break having to break up with this man and us just having an overall mutual breakup was very depressing for me because I felt as though I lost the first connection that I had in six years with a guy. And so that was very hard for me because it wasn't like he was a bad guy. He wasn't an asshole or anything. He was just avoidant. I was anxious and he was making me more anxious because he couldn't provide me with the emotional stability and security that I needed. But besides that, everything about the relationship was really fun. Like we had a lot of fun together. I absolutely loved hanging out with him, being around with him. But the emotional insecurity and instability was driving me absolutely fucking insane And I just could not deal with it anymore. So the breakup after that, I was pretty much depressed and just feeling down the whole summer. And on top of that, with the financial insecurity, it was like double whammy of just being really down the whole summer. And 
post breakup, we would still talk on and off and we were still intimate on and off. And then it got to a point where, and that I do not recommend at all. I feel like if you break up, it should just be a breakup and it should be done with and both parties should move on. Obviously that is way easier said than done because I did not have the strength to do that at the time and neither did he. And so we were still talking and still acting kind of as if we were dating, but not really. And this is a very toxic cycle to be in because you're, you're always going to be more attached than the avoidant if you're anxiously attached and your feelings are likely going to be hurt more the more you continue to interact with a partner that you are supposed to be broken up with. And obviously this is what that led to. We ended up getting into a really big fight and I said some extremely hurtful things. Um, And for those who do not know me personally, I have always been... um. I can't explain it like this. I'm talking about my previous self. I was always so quick to curse off a guy or anyone who I felt as though they crossed me. And this is due to my upbringing. My family was very verbally violent, I want to say. <laughs> um, So it was like a lot of insulting and saying hurtful words to each other back and forth that's what I grew up in my personal life so if that's how I grew up I had absolutely no issues cursing anybody out who I felt as though crossed me and I always got satisfaction or some type of like empowerment from hurting a guy's feelings like literally like I loved hurting guys feelings um (laughs) It sounds kind of funny, but it's really not funny. But I loved hurting guys' feelings. So whenever I felt as though a guy was trying to hurt my feelings or cross me, I was cursing him out in the worst way possible and making sure that I hurt his feelings. But I started growing out of that over a year ago. So I had stopped cursing guys out like a year ago. And instead of me giving them my energy by cursing them out, I would just ghost them or just cut them off. Because when you're cursing somebody out, you're putting yourself at a very low vibrational state and you're draining your energy and it's only leaving you depleted and angry. And so I had stopped doing this and it had been over a year since I cursed somebody out. But at this point, my ex had triggered me really, really, really badly. And he basically, not that he did it, it was more so a reflection of me and my own personal things that I needed to continue working through. But basically, I felt as though he bought out the old me, which he didn't. Like, it was more so me. And I completely cursed him the fuck out. Like, he triggered me, and I went off on him, like, really badly. I said a lot of hurtful things, and I never wanted to do that to him because, one, I told myself that I would no longer be cursing guys out. And two, even though my ex was avoidant, he was hurting my feelings, not intentionally. It was unintentionally because of the fact that he was avoidant. I felt so triggered to the point where I completely just cursed him out and I really hurt his feelings. Um, I have not talked to him since. He has not answered me since, even though I ended up apologizing a few months later. Um, And the fact that I did that led to me feeling a lot of guilt and shame for months. Like I literally felt so much guilt and shame because... For one, I felt as though I reverted back to my old self that I thought I healed from. And I thought that I was a better person and that I don't do those things anymore. So one, that's why I felt extremely guilty and I felt ashamed. Two, I did not feel as though my ex deserved me to curse him out like that. 
And I don't think anyone deserves me to curse them out like that at all. What I said was very harmful. And I just felt really, really bad that I really came for his neck and I intentionally wanted to hurt his feelings because I felt as though he was trying to hurt my feelings, even though he wasn't. It was just a reflection of me and my bruised ego. And so I felt really bad that I hurt his feelings because, again, he did not deserve that. And I was just very ashamed of myself and my actions. And I was trying to break free from that shame and guilt by forgiving myself and by forgiving him for hurting my feelings. But the guilt and shame, sorry, literally overtook my life for the rest of the summer. And for those who have listened to my podcast episodes, you know that guilt and shame are the lowest vibrational states possible. So throughout the whole summer, not only was I feeling financially insecure, which is making me feel unsafe, I was feeling depressed, guilty, and ashamed of myself the whole entire summer. And when you're in a low vibrational state, that leads to a decline in your health and your overall mental health. So after these feelings, towards the end of the summer, my health started declining. And for those who don't know, I have PCOS. And because I was financially insecure, I was not able to afford my PCOS supplements. I was not able to afford my healthy groceries. So I ended up going on anxiety medication because I just could not keep up with my healthy lifestyle anymore due to my financial insecurity. And the anxiety medication helped me out a lot. But in regards to my health declining, a few years ago, I used to get reoccurring yeast infections and I had them for literally two years, like from 2019 to 2021, I think I was actually, no, I think it was earlier than that. I don't remember, but either way I was dealing with reoccurring yeast infections for up to two years. And ever since I healed myself from it, I have not gotten it back ever since. It's been a few years since I've gotten a reoccurring yeast infection or yeast infection in general. And this year I started getting them again, even though I was celibate And I know it's because of the fact that I've been at a very low vibrational state. I have not been eating well as I should have. And I have PCOS insulin resistance. And insulin resistance is when your body does not, um, well, your body is producing insulin, which is the hormone that basically lowers high blood sugar. When you're insulin resistant, your insulin is resistant to working. So it's not lowering your blood sugar. So if I've been having really high blood sugar the last few months and high blood sugar can lead to reoccurring yeast infections because it can lead to overgrowth of bacteria and fun- fungi in the body and fungi basically thrive in a high sugar environment. So because I have not been able to manage my PCOS as I usually do through supplements and healthy eating, I had been once again dealing with reoccurring yeast infections. So my health started declining. Then come September, my house and my family have always been very dysfunctional. I think that's a very common thing in Caribbean households, dealing with parents that have a dysfunctional marriage, a lot of drama in the family with constant, really aggressive, violent fights and a lot of verbal abuse not physical. I mean, at least in my household, it was never physical abuse. It was more so just like a lot of mental and verbal and emotional abuse. And I had relatives that have narcissistic tendencies. I have relatives that have very um, submissive and compliant tendencies. So you can only imagine how chaotic my household was. 
And it was a household where it was like things would be fine for months because everyone in my household honestly was very avoidant. Everyone had avoidant attachment styles. So conflicts and emotions were never talked about or anything. It would just happen one day and it would just blow the fuck up out of proportion, out of nowhere, out of months of people suppressing their emotions, not speaking up and just basically just living their lives in survival mode. So there were two really bad blowout fights in my house back to back in September. And what was crazy is that my horoscopes predicted that predicted these two fights one of my horoscopes said that there's going to be a big family event that's going to change your life forever and it's also going to be a big um fight between a specific relative that's going to also change your life and these two things literally happened for me within the same week there was a huge fight in my house huge 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 fight in my house and it just was horrible and then another fight happened a few days later and after that I was like I am fucking done because I was just so tired of living a low vibrational life from being in my household because when you are surrounded with low vibrational people you are going to automatically become low vibrational because who you surround yourself with is who you are and it determines your energy for the most part, if you do not have a strong hold on your energy, the people you surround yourself with are going to determine your energy. So if you are surrounded by toxic relatives and low vibrational people, you are likely going to be living in that low vibrational state. And this is no shade or anything to my family. I love my family at the end of the day. They have provided for me, but they all have their own traumas that they have not dealt with and and it's basically a lot of generational trauma that has been passed on. So I decided to leave my house for good because I was tired of being in that environment. And that's why you guys may have seen me at different friends' houses the last few months because I was living with one of my best friends for a few months. And I'm very grateful for her and her family because they were helping me a lot helping me out a lot the last few months. Then I ended up moving back with one of my old roommates, my other best friend. And I've just been living with friends the last few months. And honestly, I have been very stressed the last few months because I felt as though my life was just completely broken down into shambles. I basically felt not that I literally was homeless, but I felt homeless because I knew I did not want to go back home. I refused to go back home. And of course, I was living with friends and they were providing providing for me, but I wanted my own apartment. I wanted my own safety and security. I wanted my own financial stability. And I was not able to have that because of the fact that I was so depressed and filled with, ga- with guilt and shame and just all these things going on at once. And I felt abandoned at the same time because of the whole family issues that I was dealing with. So it was a lot for me to have to uproot my life and just live out of suitcases for the last few months, living with friends and just living with my, just me, my car and all my belongings in my car and a lot of you may be listening to this and be like, being like, what the fuck? Because like, I was still showing up on social media. I was still releasing podcast episodes. I was still doing new projects. I was still putting my all into my business because that was the only thing that I knew was going to help me get out of this. And I needed to also use my pain and purpose to help other people. So I was dealing with that the last few months. So... And now that I left home, I was dealing with even more financial insecurity because 
after leaving the pediatric job, I got a new job, which again was another 1099 position, which I should have learned from the first time that these positions are not for me personally. And this new job is nutrition counseling one-on-one in a company that provided clients for me. But if those clients did not show up or if they did not provide me with those clients, I was not getting paid. So the last two jobs, even though I was getting paid a lot, my first job, the pediatric job, I was getting paid $45 an hour. This job, I get paid $48 an hour. But if those clients did not show up or if I did not have those hours, I was not getting paid. So because of the lack of clients I was receiving from this job and just the lack of stability in the job itself, I was not getting enough money at all to sustain my life. And just to put into perspective for you guys, my first job as a dietitian, I was basically getting paid around 1800 biweekly, which was good for a first dietitian job. The second job, I was not getting paid a lot at all because of the lack of hours and because the majority of my money was going towards transportation. This job, when I got my first paycheck from this job, they paid me $1,200 for the whole entire month. As an adult in this society, this day and age, you cannot live off of $1,200 for the month. I have bills, I have groceries, I have student loans. There are so many things that I need to pay for, my phone bill, my car insurance. And when I first received my check from this job, I broke down. I literally cried. And I was so just heartbroken because I was like, what the fuck is going on with my life this year? I went through really bad anxiety. I went through a breakup. I went through financial insecurity. I was depressed all summer, feeling guilty and ashamed of myself. I'm getting the reoccurring yeast infections again. I had to leave my house. I was just so all over the place. And when I received that check for $1,200 for the whole entire month, because also with that job, we get paid once a month. I literally broke down so bad. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I literally felt as though I was at the worst point in my life and that my life was just like, for someone who works so hard and is so willing to help other people, and I love what I do as a dietitian. I just felt as though like I was in such a victim mindset. I was just like, why is this happening to me? Like, why me? And I just did not understand literally why this is happening to me. And now to backtrack a little bit, what the depression, guilt, and shame. Well, actually, now I'm backtrack a little bit more to the financial insecurity. The financial insecurity taught me and led me to healing my relationship with money through learning money manifestation, watching money manifestation YouTube videos, listening to money manifestation podcasts. And for those who are interested in what I use to help me, go to my podcast episode about healing financial anxiety and go to the show notes. I linked all of the podcast and YouTube videos and other resources that helped me to heal my financial anxiety. So dealing with this constant financial insecurity has led me to my journey on healing my money mindset and has helped me to learn how to manifest more money into my life effortlessly. And through manifesting more money and learning how to do it, I've been manifesting random amounts of money, which I'm going to go over in an, another podcast episode about how I manifested $5,000. So if I did not deal with this financial insecurity, I would not have looked into financial planner. I would not have looked into an accountant. I would not have looked into healing my money mindset. I would not have looked into money manifestation. So 
that was the benefit and pro of dealing with financial insecurity all year round. The benefit of dealing with depression, guilt, and shame was the fact that it led me into new business projects such as my podcast and creating my app, which I now use to help other people who deal with depression, guilt, and shame and anxiety. So if I did not deal with these feelings over the summer, I would not have basically gotten into healing wounded feminine energy. I would not have gotten into healing my anxiety the way I am now spiritually. I would not have gotten into a whole bunch of things that I now do in my life. So that was also a very beneficial pro to dealing with those feelings throughout the year. My health declining with getting the reoccurring yeast infections again has led me to taking my health more seriously and has led me to getting back on top of my health routine and managing my PCOS because I was basically neglecting my health the last few months because I've just been in survival mode. I did not have time to be eating the way I usually do. And so without the reoccurring yeast infections, I would not have realized that my body and my blood sugar is out of control and that I need to start addressing my health again. So I'm very grateful that I started getting those reoccurring yeast infections again because I was like, all right, I need to start really focusing and prioritizing my health again because anything that you guys experience health-wise, so whether it's reoccurring BV, UTIs, yeast infections, acne, anything, your body is telling you that something is wrong that you need to fix or, or work on and to heal. So I'm glad that my body was telling me that I need to work on these things and that I need to heal. So that's another benefit and perk of that when it comes to me having to leave my house a benefit of that is the fact that now I actually was able to pour way more energy into my business because I was very stagnant living in my house I did not have the motivation or drive to really put my all into my business but since I had to leave my house due to my own personal preference it forced me to work 10 times harder on my business and in my personal development and in my life in general and it just made me it just put me on the grind like I was working on my podcast my business my app and just everything in my life way more harder than I would have ever done if I had not left my house and this has been leading to an abundance of blessings I'm going to be talking about in the next podcast episode. I manifested $5,000. I manifested getting a new job. I manifested my new luxury apartment, all while technically being broke the last few months. I don't like to use the word broke. I'm going to explain that in the next podcast episode because what you say and what you claim to the world is what is going to be your reality. But I use broke because that resonates with a lot of people, including myself. So, um, yeah, if it wasn't for me leaving my house, I would still be at home, still living a very stagnant lifestyle, still not pouring a lot of energy into my business. And what's ironic is that earlier in the year after my breakup, I went and got a palm reading done from a tarot card reader. And she told me that she sees a really big move for me at the end of the year, but I did not see it for myself because I was like, how am I going to move by the end of the year? If I have all these student loans, I'm not getting paid well enough. I'm not 
basically in a spot that I need to be in. My business is not taking off. And this just goes to show you that anything is possible with your mind, with your manifestation. Because if I was able to manifest all of these things after the year that I just had, there is no way that you guys cannot do the same thing for yourselves. So my life now is way better after this year of dealing with all of those things that I dealt with. And if it wasn't for all the things that had happened to me during this year, once again, I would not have my app. I would not have my podcast. My business would not be the way that it is right now. Sorry, my nose is running. I would not have my own apartment. I would not have a new job. I would not have manifested $5,000. So sometimes when you are healing and manifesting things, the universe or God, whoever you look up to, they're going to break you down in order to build you back up because you need to experience the worst before you can really experience the better. And that's not because you deserve to go through struggle, but it's because you need to learn certain life lessons that's going to help you become the best version of yourself possible. So through all of this, I've learned feminine energy healing. I learned how to cope with anxiety. I've learned financial education and literacy and stability. I've learned how to manage my depression and guilt and shame. I learned how to get back on top of my health, how to manage myself and get my own apartment, even with really bad credit and not having any really sustainable financial income. And so this year was technically the worst year in my life, but at the same time, it was the best year in my life because it taught me so much about myself, about life, about people, about healing, about just so much that I needed to learn because I did not learn any of these things growing up. And I had to basically learn all these things on my own this year. And I am just tremendously grateful for the life that I had this year. And just the fact that it led me into my new luxury apartment, it led me to new blessings, new beginnings, just so many different things. And of course, I'm not completely healed yet. you cannot be ever completely healed you basically heal for the rest of your life so I'm still on my healing journey which I'm very grateful for but with that being said if this year was the worst year of your life which it was for a lot of people based off of what I have been told you are not alone and it may not have seemed as though I was dealing with half of these things because I was showing up on social media but that also just goes to show you that you should never judge a book by its cover or judge people based off of social media alone because you never know what someone's going through behind the scenes of their life. And this also helped me to stop being so judgmental of other people and to realize that everyone is has their own life. They're going through things. Not everyone lives a, a picture-perfect life that you may see on Instagram and TikTok. And it, helps me, it helped me to show more compassion, empathy, and grace for other people. So with that being said, that concludes today's podcast episode. I hope this helped you guys to realize that you were not alone if this year was your worst year and that there's always, always a possibility of things getting better and that things are always going to get better. It's up to you to pull yourself out of that funk and to turn your pain into your purpose and to heal that trauma and do things for yourself that's going to help you elevate and become the best version of yourself possible. So with that being said, please, please, please leave a rating and a review below this podcast episode. It takes two seconds and it helps me out a lot. 
please make sure to share this podcast episode with friends and family and on your social media platforms. And please make sure to download the Anxiety Free Girl app available on Google Play and on Apple as well. All of this is linked in the show notes. So that being said, have a great day, guys, and enjoy the rest of the year. Make the rest of the year the best year and just start really pouring into yourselves and just know that 2024 is going to be the best year of your life if 2023 was technically the worst year of your life and that's it y'all thanks for listening bye guys